What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is time for another award-winning edition of the Steelers Blitz here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Speaking of home, we are home today. I'm Wesley Euler. He's Arthur Motes. You guys know the drill. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. Some scheduling things going on today, some busyness. So it's early Monday morning. Arthur Motes and I are recording this from the comfort of our homes and I tell you what, after just a few hours of sleep, after a uh, a pretty exciting Super Bowl last night, Arthur Motes, how we doing on this Monday morning, cousin? Man, I am doing well. I mean, that was a great game in, in the sense of just you get the back and forth. You get guys having to step up. You get the theatrics. You also get the big name players having those big impact plays, critical moments, things like that. I mean, when you talk storylines, when you talk emotion, I mean, I think it checked on every yeah. box. And when you throw in that it was in L.A. All the L.A. vibes was there. I mean, the halftime show, the 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 rock doing the intro. I'm like, man, are we watching WrestleMania <laughs> or is this the Super Bowl that's the about midst, to happen, bro? In the midst of everything that happened last night, I totally forgot about the rock doing that intro until you just mentioned <laughs> right, it again. Fine. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching and I'm like, man. These dudes is on the field ready for kickoff. I see my man warming up behind him, and he's just going up and down for the millions and millions and millions. And millions I was just waiting for him to call somebody a jabroni, and it would have been full circle. <laughs> it's time to start the game. The Rock says it doesn't matter what time the game starts. <laughs> you know what you can do with that Lombardi trophy? You can shine it up. You can turn it sideways. Seriously, man. Yeah, no, that was, was the vibe that I got. <laughs> it was a very, you know what, now that you kind of lay it out like that, you're right. Like it was a very mm-hmm. Hollywood Super Bowl, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, you had it definitely drama, was. You had the big names, you had some significant it like LA. It, it, yeah. it, it really did. It kind of played out um like a Hollywood movie in the sense that there's just so mm-hmm. many storylines both on and off the field. Uh, and we will get to uh to all of those as we roll along today. We got some tweets. I was um you know, I had my I had my wits about me this morning, Arthur Motes, and I uh, I made sure to tweet out, you know, reminder, we will not be live today. So if you got questions, you can tweet them at us. So we did get a couple of those. Hopefully we'll get some more. Look, look, look. That, and that's and that's why you are the rock star, my friend. Hey, I love your attention to detail. The rock star. <laughs> <laughs> Motsy, I, I think, though, um, I think Steeler Nation will be happy with how yesterday played out. You know, I, I think the majority and again, there's. There's always minutia in there. There's always people. I know that there were Steeler fans that were rooting, you know, for, for the Bengals, um, whether it be Tyler Boyd, whether it be you like Joe Burrow, whether it just be it's a long suffering fan base that you wanted to see have some success. Maybe you're not as cold and callous as the rest of us. Um, but I think the majority of Steeler Nation kind of wakes up with a smile on their face today. One, you know, we all kind of asked for it. Let's have a game that comes down to the wire. Let's make it be entertaining. You know, one possession game type thing. You check that box. Um, Two, the Bengals don't win the Super Bowl. And I think that's what the majority of Steeler Mm -hmm. fans are rooting for. And then you have a ton of local ties with the game as as well, too. Um, Obviously, with Tyler Boyd, with Aaron Donald. um, I think the the majority of of Steeler fans, you know, have a smile on their face today in the immediate aftermath of that game. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I will say this. Uh, when we were speaking of the local ties, I mean, obviously Aaron Donald and uh, Tyler Boyd, I mean, those are 
Big time, big time in terms of high school here, collegiate mm-hmm. ball here. Mm-hmm. But I'll even take it a step further. I mean, you even have West Virginia players out there. And we know oh. West Virginia, I mean, that's not that far away. I mean, those guys started in the school as well. I know you you had your eyes on one of your favorite linemen and things like that. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but but as a whole, I mean, I, I was I was happy about it. You know, I Let me- put, put oh, hold on, but I'll say this though. In the in in all seriousness. I do think that, you know, it was the best outcome for Steeler fans because obviously you don't want a division team to win enough to win a ring while you're not winning one. Right. But at the same time, I wouldn't be as hyped when I'm looking at how that team looked. And I'm saying to myself, so you mean to tell me if they go out there and actually get a lineman, actually get two linemen? <laughs> Then what are we gonna say? Then what are we gonna do? You, you telling me that right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they remake yeah. that secondary a little bit. Yeah, because I'm like, man, those those dudes, man, yeah. they've already shown no, a lot right the, there, man. And, and 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 all right, you know what? Before we get back into the the all just the Super Bowl, you know, we got to talk about some yeah. of the calls there and some of the decisions there. We got to talk about Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup and Sean McVay and all this different stuff. That's maybe the daunting side of this, right? Is mm-hmm. from from you know this is SNR. You and I are 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 Steelers media in this regard, and we're here in Pittsburgh. You look around the AFC, man, and the Bengals aren't going away anytime soon. And uh, they're they're going to be a group and a franchise now that you know believes they're they can young. Get, they're young. They yeah. believe they can get it done. They're hungry to get it done. They want to be that mm-hmm. first. There's there's something to be no, said no, no, for you, being the first team in your franchise to win yeah. a Super Bowl. And but to be they're going to be hunting that down. The Bills are going to be hunting that down. You've still got the Chiefs, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I mean, the AFC is looking pretty stacked for the rest of the decade. Oh, without a doubt. And you think about this, man, seeing that Bengals team lose, but in the way that they did, it kind of reminds me in a sense of how the Rams felt the first go around when they yes. lost. And they thought yes. that, hey, you know what? This is a close game. We legitimately had a shot. If one or two things bounce a different way or personnel wise, we have a little bit better guy here. And ultimately, what did the Rams do? They waited a couple of years and said, we're going to come back with Matt Staff- with Matthew Stafford instead of Jared mm-hmm. Goff. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back with Cam Akers and have a little bit more speed and agility in the backfield with the root versus the Ty Gurley and C.J. Anderson run- uh, running back situation. So when I think of that, I say, man, if Cincinnati is smart, what you think about it, right? Where did their head coach come from? He's from under that same coaching tree. So mm-hmm. if McVay could realize that and make the necessary adjustments and have this team back there and actually winning it within what three years i look at that Bengals team and i say man i could easily see another scenario like that because all those guys that are impact players for them are young and they are very talented but they're still cheap right now and i said they realistically have a three-year window before they really have to start breaking the bank in terms of like stacked on top of all right i gotta pay this guy this guy this guy at the same time because right now the the next person you gotta pay is either Like you don't have three or five guys coming up back to back to back years like that necessarily. So you got some time. But when Burrow and Chase, when those contracts start to come up, when you start talking about Logan Wilson, the inside linebacker for those guys, all because all of them are in the same class or or a year apart. So that's the part where it's like got to get them. But they have all the talent right now, man. They got if you're Cincinnati, you got to be extremely excited. You do. And obviously no one, you know, I, I don't think in Cincinnati this morning, they're like seeking comfort in the sense yeah. of, you know, hey, we're in a great position. We'll be back. Right. You you can certainly feel that way and they should feel that way. But we also know you how think they things... still don't have school today. <laughs> I hope they don't I'll have just... school today for their sake. 
I know they gave him the day off with the anticipation of a win, but since it's a loss, it's like, hey, yo, y'all come to school now, man. Y'all ain't hurt. (laughs) We celebrate. Y'all lie. Funny side story for you, right? So um, my sister is a senior in high school right now. And um, I was a senior in high school when the Steelers won Super Bowl 43 when we beat the Cardinals tone tap, tone toe tap in the back of the end zone, right? Against against Arizona. Um, They decided my sister's senior class to have a skip day today, right? So she texted me today and she's like, oh, skip day after the Super Bowl. Uh, What's up? We did the same thing, Motes, right? I think think Steeler Nation will appreciate this story from me. We did the same thing my senior year of high school that Friday before the Super Bowl all the seniors in our class, right, are like, yeah, we're not coming in Monday. If Steelers are playing, we're going to be up late partying and celebrating. We're not coming in Monday. Steelers win the Super Bowl. Epic celebrations. I get home. I say to my parents, I'm skipping Monday and Tuesday because tomorrow's senior skip day, and Tuesday I'm going to the parade. It was like my parents had one of those moments where like, all right, who's going to tell them? You going to tell them? I'm going to tell them what are we going to do. <laughs> my parents shot each other that look. My mom, my mom goes, yeah, no, you're not. She goes, you could skip one, but you're not skipping both. <laughs> so I actually went the day after the, on, on, you know, on like four hours of sleep. Oh. I, I, went to, I went to school that Monday and yeah. nobody was there because I was skipping Tuesday to go to the Super Bowl parade, baby. Me and one of my buddies, <laughs> me and one of my buddies, Luke, were the only ones. Everybody else skipped school. They were like, nah, I don't want to go to the parade. It's February. It's cold out. I'm wow. good. Luke and I, I went to, the parade, to man. Luke and I went to school Monday. Then we skipped Tuesday and, and, and went to the parade. I like it. There's my there's my skipping school story. But yeah, no, they 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 obviously there's some comfort in that if you're Cincinnati. You know, it doesn't feel like sometimes one of these teams where okay, th- was this really our last shot? You know, it feels right. like that sometimes when you when you make well, it shoot for the Rams. Think about the Rams. If the right. Rams would have lost this year, you would have felt, felt like, hey, like, this is the last shot exactly because this was the team that money could buy, and that's what we said. The the first time around, I mean, I felt like the first round was more so draft picks, but this time it was definitely we're going to spend and buy us, yes. you know, the, the personnel that we need. And it was kind of uh, innovative in the sense because we really haven't seen teams really do that to that extent. I mean, we've seen teams flirt with it, right? They might bring in one or two big name guys. And after that, they kind of leave it alone, but not to the extent that the Rams were doing in terms of yeah. off season, they're trying to do whatever they can to get Tyler. Then middle of the season, they're trading for Odell, like just in terms of how active they were in seeking high end talent and not caring about what it costs in terms of the future ramifications of it. To me, I mean, they showed a, a different style to get the job done. Yeah. And this is definitely something that I think is intriguing because we always talk about how do we change it? How do we do something different? How can we improve what we currently have without the necessary status quo? Because we talk about how in Pittsburgh, for example, the status quo was always built through the draft. Now we've seen them start to become a little bit more you know, caught up with some of this, what the Rams are doing in terms of trading in season, yep. being a little bit more aggressive in free agency. But I think like the teams that do decide to go all in like the Rams, I mean, now you have a proven method. Now you have a, 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 a um, an example you can point to Blueprint. where, hey, man, this yep. team, yeah, this team did it and they won. Because prior to that, it was always, well, I mean, you think about the Eagles team, you think about this team. I mean, they brought in free agent talent. It didn't work for them. Now they can't say that. So I do like that part as well. Yeah, you know what? That's good. That's one of the things that I had here on the list of things to talk about today. So let's stay there for a second. Motsi, you know how this works. Uh, we hear it all the time in football. 
honestly, we hear it all the time in every sport when a team wins a championship. But maybe it's the, the greatest team ever. <laughs> no, not necessarily that. But hey, we can have that talk if you want to. We're going um, to Disney World. Or do they say Disneyland since they're out there in LA? That was the thing I was wondering. I bet you they say Disneyland. Those, those. I those, feel like they're gonna say Disneyland. Those, I, those I, don't, I don't like that though. Those California I don't like that. jerks. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Every... I'm going to Disneyland. No, it's not the same. It just doesn't hit the same. It does um, not hit the same. It does not hit the same. It also doesn't look the same. All right. I mean, I'm sure Disneyland. You've been to Disneyland. It I've never does been to Disneyland. Not. I've seen like it I've seen it, it enough. I haven't been there. I haven't been there, but it's it's very small in comparison yeah. to like Disney World. So yeah, well that's yeah. because it's just land as opposed to the whole world. Exactly. Like, <laughs> do you want a coke or you want a diet coke? You want a sprite or you want a diet sprite? Like, give me the regular, please. Yeah. Come on, come on. <laughs> Pretty. Please. I don't need no. I don't need no mini pizza. All right, give me that full yeah, large uh, pizza with the sausage and the pepperoni. Extra um, pepperoni. Extra. My my question for you is this: you know, again, like I feel like we hear this in every sport but particularly in football because it is it's it's a game that is so evolving right basketball evolves but it it still comes down to your best couple players against their best hockey evolves but you still you got to be strong down the middle with your centers and you got to have a goaltender right like football though really i mean i think it changes the most of every sport and we always Mm -hmm. hear when there's a team like the rams who you know, did things a little bit differently, aggressive with trading their draft picks, aggressive in free agency. I mean, trading their draft picks at, at times. They they said, screw those draft picks like they didn't yeah. even care. Copycat league. That's the thing that mm-hmm. we always hear, right? The NFL is a copycat league, copycat league, copycat league. Do you think that this is something that other teams look at and they say, all right, you know what? If we think we've got the the bones, the foundation of our team laid out and we think we have the right coach you know we we think we got a lot mm-hmm. of the right ingredients forget the whole being patient and play the long game thing look at what the rams did you know they've been loading this thing up every single year they've been to two super bowls they've won one you know they won a playoff game last year as well too on the road in seattle you know they they won a playoff game last i think three of the last four years they've won playoff games um do you think that there can be some copycat stuff with this or that maybe you know, a, a lot of these owners, a lot of these front office people who have been so entrenched in their kind of way of operating will look at this and say, hey, good for them. It worked, but it's it's more of a one off. If they're smart, they would look at it and say, hey, man, we could, you know, follow in some of these footsteps, use some of these principles as well, because how many times do we sit here? I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a prime example where we're saying, man, they're kind of on the fence in terms of how they're building their roster in terms of last offseason, right? You bring in Trey Turner, you, you bring in Melvin Ingram. We're like, man, you still got more guys you can go get. You still have found ways to make the money work, mm-hmm. but they never really went to fully punch that pedal to the metal, right? It was kind of like, we'll go halfway there, but we won't go all the way. And in turn, what do you get? A mixture, uh, a mixed bag in terms of you got some nice talent, but at the same time, you got some stuff that's lacking. Yes, yes. And then you're stuck with extra cap money. And you're like, well, we're not maximizing this to the best of our ability. We can figure out a better way to utilize this. So I think of that and I say, well, man, what the Rams doing or what the Rams did, they essentially were saying that we don't care what people's opinion is going to be. We don't care that people are going to talk about us acquiring a a Jalen Ramsey, us acquiring, you know, these different guys, offensively and defensively throughout the season. They they don't, they they don't care. Whereas think about in Pittsburgh, 
and not only do I bring up Pittsburgh just because this is still an issue radio, sure. but when we bring up some of these names that are available for trade, some of these names are available in free agency, what's the first thing we always hear? Nope, nope, not a chance. Nope, still away. We don't do that. We don't need to do that. We got seven rings. And it's, or we got six rings. And they're like, I get that, but this is a method that can work. This is a player that you can make work. And you see some of these guys going to different teams, especially like LA with the Rams. And it's like, man, they don't mind anything. They, they, no player is above them at least picking up the phone call. No player yep. is above them at least considering bringing them in and, and, and doing their due diligence. And that's, I mean, one of the things that I think makes them so successful because it's like, man, I wonder for every big name guy that they brought in, how many big name guys they actually turn away? How many guys, when they were mm. researching them, saying, you know what, this guy doesn't fit what we want, or how this guy agents? isn't as good. You know, exactly. veteran players, they're eight, like the Melvin Ingram. Yeah. Maybe his agent was picking up the phone absolutely. saying, hey, come get my guy at some point. Yeah, absolutely, man. So when I think of that, I'm like, clearly they are very comfortable in this world where it's not necessarily homegrown. Because with mm. homegrown, there is a sense of a certain sense of comfortability. Because with that, when you think about, you know, these guys that you drafted, you mold them, you cultivate them, you educate them on your culture, your principles, and they buy into it. And you got them while they're cheap. And you essentially can have this guy brainwashed. Or I say brainwashed, but not in a negative sense, but just <laughs> right, right. bought into your culture. Whereas when you go for agency, these guys are already coming over with things already preset to their modifications. You know what I mean? Principles. They, yeah. yeah they, they're like, no, I operate like this, this, and this. Whereas you know, you're not going to be able to necessarily tell this guy that who's a veteran, who's a higher end player, you know, no, we do it like this over here and solely because we said so. Like, no, you're going to have to explain a little bit more for those type of guys. And I'm sure, man, it, it's a lot more risk with that. But at the same time, you can see the reward when you're watching Von Miller go out there and have a nice game where he's going out there and getting multiple sacks. When you're watching Odell before he went down with an injury, looking like he was uncoverable scoring a touchdown. Yeah, he when we talk about Eric Weddle, right. You talk about Eric Weddle, a guy that they went and brought out of retirement. Off the couch. But once again, but once again, big name player, right? He started in the Super Bowl, played 100% of the snaps. Like, mm-hmm. I look at that and I'm like, man, these guys understood how to get either elite high-end talent that's close to its prom, talent that's maybe a little bit past his prom. And then they said, well, you know, we can even take this elite mind in an Eric Weddle because mentally Eric Weddle is still elite. You're not sure, going to find a smarter sure. guy, but physically we know that's where the limitations fall, but they understood that and said, well, Hey, look, if we got to have just the mental and limited athletic ability for this postseason run, we can still get it done with that. And to me, that is a big uh, tip of the cap to yeah. their department, their scouting department, man, because you don't do that. You don't have that type of confidence without having, you know, just elite level trust in your department, knowing sure. that you're going to have these right guys that do actually work and fit. Yeah, because if it doesn't work out and it all blows up in your face, then it's you look crazy. Yeah, you look crazy. You're like, what are you trying to do? No one's ever done it this way before. Mm-hmm. What did you think you were going to be the exception to the rule? But you, the Yankees, you, yeah, this doesn't work in well, football. You know what? It's it's fu- it's funny you say that too because I was I was thinking this last night. I forget who. Like I was watching the NFL Network post game. You know, mm-hmm. once the NBC broadcast wrapped up, and I forget who was having this conversation. But there's some like there, there there's some money ball aspect to this Rams team. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. not in the, not in the sense of all oh, they picked a bunch of guys off the garbage pile and made it work like those Oakland Athletics teams did. That's not what I mean. But yeah. you know Billy Bean, if, if you've seen the movie Moneyball, Billy Bean is the yeah. one who who Brad Pitt plays. He was the GM of the Oakland Athletics. 
everyone was telling him he was crazy. Like, this is not how mm-hmm. you assemble a team. You got to build through the draft. You got to develop your prospects. It's not how you build a team by, you know, going out and getting all these free agents and doing all these things. The criticism wasn't that loud for the Rams, but there were certainly plenty of people mm-hmm. that were, hey, this isn't going to work. No, the boy genius head coach and the bringing in all these different parts. It's it's just not going to work. That's not how you build a football it's, it's team. It's too much drama. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, it's, yeah. How does this go? And it's LA. Oh, it's no way they can mesh. Like, man, stop creating these I, narratives. I, I, okay? I, 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 I'm with you. And it's, it, it comes back to the remember, we were joking about this a couple of weeks ago. I, I never liked the phrase, there's more than one way to skin a cat because yeah. you know, I did animal cruelty. I don't like, want to skin I, a cat. I yeah, a cat? A, I don't even, I'm not even no, no, a cat no. guy, but what am I skinning it's, a cat It's more for? than one way to bake a cake. That's our new one is there's more than one way to it's bake a cake. more than one way to bake a cake. And, and I kept, I, I, last night when they were kind of talking about how, you know, this, this Rams team, a lot of people doubted how they were trying to get this thing done. I thought of Moneyball and I thought of that scene where Brad Pitt's talking to all his scouts and they're like, you're crazy. What are we doing here? And he just like shrugs his shoulders and he goes, adapt or die. You know, and, and that's, yeah. I, I think with a lot of this stuff, that's where you're going to have, you know, teams are going to start looking at these things instead of t- 12 year windows with our franchise quarterback is maybe a three, four, five year window to, mm-hmm. to shrink that and to maximize everybody's prime. And like you've said, particularly teams, you know, like what the Chiefs did over the last four years when Mahomes. They're another prime example. Money. Yeah. But the Bengals are going to do around Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamar Chase and, and Wilson and these guys, well, they're still on their rookie deals. Um, fortune favors the bold. And I, I think we saw that play out last night. Yeah, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. But like I said, man, for me, man, I do. I just, I just like the fact that it was different. And me too. Me too. I just think it's fitting because when I think of McVay, what has he been since he's coming to the league? He's been innovative. He's been going against the grain in a sense. Yeah. And people thought that, hey, man, this method doesn't work. You can't continue to play like this. You can't continue to coach like this. But what did we see? I mean, in his start of his career right now, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl victory, a coach of the year award, beat Coach Thomas record, becoming the youngest guy now to ever uh, win a Super Bowl in terms of coaching. I mean, like. This is this is it just fits everything that they have going on right now since McVeigh's gotten out there, man. Just in terms of moving the needle, not doing what everybody else says, not following, you know, the the the, the status quo going against the system yes. in a sense. Yes. No, I, you're absolutely right in that regard. And but man, he definitely deserved it, though, man. When you think about them taking those type of chances too, man, I, I agree. It's one of those things. It's like, Listen. man. It, you want it's in in a weird sense. It's almost like you root for those type of people to have success like that, man. You you're absolutely right. And you and I, you know, you and I are younger guys. We're both in our early thirties. We like new things. We like different things. We like innovative things. We like people who are willing to step out from that mold and t- and take risks and do mm-hmm. it. You know, Frank Sinatra that thing. Do it their way. You and I have gotten into some some conversations with some of the, let's just say older heads who operate mm-hmm. around Steelers media circles. Yes. Oh, oh, Sean McVay. Oh, Zach Taylor. Oh, Kyle Shanahan. Oh, they can never get it done. Two youngest head coaches in the NFL were coaching in the Super right. Bowl last night. Exactly. Like, I, you know, and I think a lot of people wanted to bury Sean McVay over the last few years. A lot of people mm-hmm. are doing that with Kyle Shanahan after the night. 
These guys are in their 30s, man. Like they Matt get, LaFleur, he's another LaFleur. one. It's like, like, like phew, these dudes are young. Like, like, they're, like they're finished products at age 36. Like yeah. They can't get better as head coaches. They can't get think better about as that, talent man. evaluators. They can't get think better about that. as game planners. Like we don't we don't judge a football player when he's played two seasons. But we but we did that with a lot of these young head coaches. Oh, well, mm-hmm. the, oh, they, they can't do it. And they're, they're, oh, the boy wonder this and that. I think that narrative is about to flip because of those yeah. three, you know, McVay, Taylor and and uh, and Shanahan, I'd be willing to wager this isn't the only Super Bowl ring they're going to have combined with the three of those those guys. Now, there's I want to talk with you about this, too. There's been some rumors that Sean McVay might retire and step away. What's going on here? But, uh, well, it's but been I, a lot of those going on right now with the Rams, man. Donald's, uh, Donald's well another too. one. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to that to start our next segment as, as we wrap this one up here. But I just I, – I, Maybe it's because I'm a young guy, Arthur Motes, just like yeah. you still relatively. But I, I like to see new blood, new ways, new ideas yeah. um, have success and, and maybe kind of put everybody else on notice and maybe kind of, yeah. you know, break some of that status quo and, and have everybody, you know, looking to adapt. I'm, I'm a fan of that in any sport, but particularly in one yeah. that can be as, you know, color yeah. between the lines as, as, football, as a game like football is. Very true, man. Very true. Now you hit it right there on the head, man. That was perfect right there. And I like the analogy at the end, you know, because the NFL does like the color in between the they lines. They like the color they, in between they, the lines. They do. They, they don't it's, they don't like any anything where it's different. Whoa, change. Whoa, whoa. Innovation. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't use that word around here, okay? Exactly. And we and not even we don't use that word around here. We mock people who try and do those things. Seriously, yeah. And, and don't win this. Like that's the only, you know, that's the only way to, to bake a cake is to win a Super right. Bowl. And, and Nothing else validates it. Well, Sean McVay just baked it. Validated now, man. Yeah. Validated now. That's like an Oakmont bakery cake, Arthur Motes. That's a real nice cake, cousin. Oh, yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. We're going to take our first break here. When we come back, I do want to get into some of the, like, there's still a lot that we got to chew on here. Got to talk about some of of the controversy with some of the officiating. I've got to tell you my biggest takeaway from the game. We got to talk. MVP was it the right call? We got to talk about Aaron Donald and his season, Cooper Cup and his season. I know Moats wants to get his Quentin Spain jokes in, Super Bowl commercials, halftime shows, and Arthur Moats. I cleaned up pretty good on the bets yesterday, cousin. So we got to okay, talk okay, about okay, okay, all this stuff, and we'll do that as we roll along. He's Arthur Moats. I'm Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR.